I'm Olivia, and we're here to take you back to your, your twilight, twilight phase. <laughs> that is very fun to say. <laughs> Welcome to our first ever special mini-sode with our first guest. How is a mini-sode different from a regular episode? Well, well Maya, <laughs> uh, during our regular episodes, we're rereading Twilight and sticking pretty closely to talking about the book itself. And in our mini-sodes with special guests, we're going to ask about their experiences with Twilight and get into sort of the wider world of the whole Twilight phenomenon and the history and what people experienced with it. Also, they're shorter. Yep. That's our <laughs> hope. <laughs> our first guest is our friend and colleague, Talia Seidenfeld. Hi. Hi, Talia. <gasps> Talia, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing good. How's everyone else? I'm good. I'm okay. great. I'm just you happy look you're beautiful. here. <laughs> Thank you. You're also they, smart and I funny. I look really great right now. I don't know. You're smart and funny also. Oh, thank That's you. That's true. You also work with us. You are a publishing professional. Yes. And you started but never finished Twilight. Which it's is, true. That's why, that's why you're on. That's why really. I'm on. Welcome. Thank you. I want all the listeners to know that Talia has read the same hundo pages of Twilight four times now. <laughs> just three. Oh, it's, just three. It's our fault. <laughs> <laughs> once for herself back in the day, and then twice for us. Once because we tried to record this a year ago. And, <laughs> and then again to remind herself what happened. So thanks for doing that, Talia. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Talia, can you give us a rundown of what you've read? Yeah, so briefly, a lot of like seemingly inconsequential stuff with <laughs> classmates. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then also Bella has now interacted with Edward three or four times. <gasps> what were yeah. the times? Um What do you remember of the times? <laughs> of the times Just I remember walk us through it. You know, really try well, starting at the beginning. I feel like I do now have a skewed like take on it because I have read it three times. <laughs> um, so she gets two forks. She with like within the first chapter, she goes to school and meets all of the Cullens, mm -hmm. and then she meets some classmates. Like they they truly do seem to be inconsequential, <laughs> but there's like drama where like many people are in love with her, and she's not interested in any of them yeah. except for Edward, who is super cold to her and then like really into her and then cold to her again yeah and then is like i'm gonna stop being cold to you now i'm gonna stop fighting my feelings i i'm gonna go for it what a dream um, <laughs> um and then so that's like the arc of it mm -hmm. um within that there's also an incident where she, where he saves her from the car right. um there's the incident in science where like she faints and he like picks her up that wasn't um, in class, but whatever, we'll let you slide. That was... Yes, it was. It wasn't yeah. in class. It was outside he of class, but outside of class. Oh, I, Melissa, nobody cares. <laughs> I stand corrected. It was in <laughs> yeah, school, not class. Technically, they were outside. Talia's gonna leave. <laughs> oh, my God. Bye. Um, and I'm trying to think if anything else has really happened. Oh, I ended it where she agreed to go to Seattle with him. Mm-hmm. And this was like the third time they'd ever spoken. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll drive with you to Seattle. Cool. Okay, I want to know first, like, what was your overall experience? Like, what was your Twilight phase? So my Twilight phase, I, I had to look up when it came out. I read it this summer after it came out. 
So it published in November 2008. I read it in either July or August 2009 at camp. You are already I'm wrong. Well, it's not. It's October. It's it, it came out in 2005. 2005? Yeah, it was October of 2005. I read it the, the summer movie after came, came out no. in 20, 2008, 2018. I read it, okay, in my memory, then maybe I read it in 2008, because I read it the summer before eighth grade, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read so it old. at camp. And I bar- I had, it was like towards the end of the summer, and I had read most of my books that I brought at that point. <laughs> and so, <laughs> I've been there for like six weeks. And so I, my friend, I was asking my friends if I could borrow their books, and my mm. friend was like, I brought Twilight. It was so good. You should borrow it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I read it, and I remember feeling the same way I felt the second time, which is that, like, oh, I don't really care about any of this. Mm. It's boring. And I gave myself 100 pages, and, like, 100 pages wasn't even the end of the chapter, and I stopped reading it. At 100. <laughs> At 100 like, pages. I, like, wow. gave myself 100 pages, and I was like, I'm out. Already um, a publishing professional. <laughs> Truly. And uh, then, when people would try to talk to you about Twilight, what yeah. would you say? So, then when people... I think, honestly, my, like, negative feelings towards it got amped up over the years. Mm. Because there is definitely that, like, elitism, like, super obnoxious thing being, like, well, the thing that you think is great, I think it's bad because I have good taste. Right. Oh, yeah. So, I essentially, like... Yeah. So, I essentially, like, turned that on. Um, and I truly wasn't like, this is the worst book I've ever read. I was just like, I'm so bored. And so I put it down. Right. Um, and that was my Twilight phase. And you were 14? Uh, so, no, you 13. were... Yeah, like 13. I was 13. Damn. Key to, like, target. Like, I, was, yeah, I was the target <laughs> demographic, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. So you went through your Twilight phase. Yeah. You were a hater. Congrats <laughs> for being better than the rest <laughs> Thank of you. Us. Thank you. I'm sure during that time you developed like a hot take. Like when people were trying to talk about Twilight, you were like, here's my hot take. What was either your Twilight hot take of the time? Or what do you think that we need to know about Twilight now that we're not getting that you <laughs> still know more than us about? <laughs> okay. So at the time, it was what everyone is getting out it's what you've mentioned which is like edward is bad like he is creepy he's obnoxious he's like hot and cold and i didn't have the time the language of like toxic masculinity but now i'm like oh that's toxic masculinity and now i was reading it and i was like oh he's a sad boy (laughs) edward cohen is a sad boy and that is my current hot take he's so emo so emo he I mean, I'm, I'm dangerous. It's like, but, okay, go fuck yourself. Would it be most emo be the 100-year-old teenager? <laughs> yes. Like, just imagine like allowed having to be to emo. <laughs> imagine having to be 17 for 100 years. Exactly. Oh, like, that I never genius. thought about that. That does sound so, like, awful. I give this to him. Honestly, we're lucky that he doesn't, like, carry an acoustic guitar every <laughs> That would fit. That would track. Like, whatever Wonderwall of, like, a decade, or, sorry, a, a century, century ago is, like, just keep playing that. It's like, yeah, here's, uh, my Bonnie on the boardwalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So you were definitely, like, fighting the tide. Yeah. Yeah. Although, like, do you, 
I didn't have super strong feelings about it. And it was sort of like a beat before the movie came out when mm-hmm. I first read it. So I wasn't really fighting the tide. Like, there wasn't a tide yet when I first read it. And then later, I was kind well, of fighting got, the tide. You got right there. Yeah. I did, but it was also like there was there was a large enough group of people who were like, this is bad, mm-hmm. that, that I was like just joining them. Right. But yeah. when you were reading, it sounds like the read is what you were basing your opinion off of. Like, do you feel like you mm-hmm. came into it with, like, an open mind reading? It sounds like you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I came into it with a per Like, my friend recommended it to right. me. And she and I had talked about books in the past, so I was like, oh, she likes it. It's going to be a good book. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you tell her? I think <laughs> I was, like, not kind about it. <laughs> yes. You were 13. I was 13, and I, like, I think I was like, this book was boring. And she was like, no, it's so good. Did you give it a chance? I was like, yeah, I read 100 pages of it. It's boring. Yeah. So. Did you at any point consider picking it up again, like, during the height of it? Mm-hmm. Were you like, maybe I should give it one more try? Or were you like, no. I think I really dug myself into the hole of, like, <laughs> this book is garbage, and I would never deign to touch it. <laughs> so I did it. But. I know what you mean. I just want to point out that Tali is beginning of her anti-Twilight phase, like right before the movie came out, is also when I switched bandwagons mm. and switched to the tw- Hayden Twilight Yeah, it uh, was cool. Phase. Right, right right before the movie came out, and you're like, oh, fuck, this isn't cool anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we were in the same boat, even yeah. though I had already been in the obsessive Twilight book for three years prior. Oh, that's right. so interesting. Right. Yeah. How quick did your change happen? It was pretty quick, because it was like after I read New Moon, and I was like, what the You were post-New really? Moon. I, I was post-New... I read New Moon, and then I was like, what the fuck? And then you kept reading both of the other ones? Um, which one was New Moon? The second. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry. I'm it's amazed. important for our listeners, some yeah. of whom also might not know that. It's true. I'm amazed that you read past book two when yeah. you were in Hating Twilight. No, Hating... New Moon came out before... New Moon came out like 2000... Yeah, but I'm. By the time Eclipse came out, book three, I was still deep in loving Twilight. Oh no, I was so out of it. It took Breaking Dawn to truly. I didn't even read Breaking Dawn for like months after, and I eventually <laughs> did. Yeah, I know. Wow. Guys, I'm telling you, I did a complete 180. <laughs> We're gonna have to dig into this later. <laughs> Go um, ahead, Talia. You had something. I was just gonna ask, but you like what made you read the third book after New Moon? Right. It was mostly like that this had become such a major part of my life okay. that I couldn't not. <laughs> you, could, yeah. you had to have informed opinions. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, I can't just tell everyone that I hate something that I was obsessed with with like no backup. Oh. Yeah, sure. not like Talia. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read a hundred pages. <laughs> okay, I want to know, um, I mean, especially now that you're an editor, what would you change about the first, like, is there something that you could change about the first hundred pages that you think would have kept you in it? Tali I mean, I would have shaking her head. Also, <laughs> no, I I would have cut it to like fifteen pages. <laughs> like, tell us more. Tell us what you would cut, what you would add, dig in. So I think that like I understand the need for like these periphery characters because she needs something to like turn against later on in the series as mm-hmm. she turns to the vampire world and away from the human world, but. Beautiful. If though if that was always going to be inconsequential, then we didn't need a hundred pages of her just being like, 
And then this boy asked me to dance, but I didn't want to go with him, so I told him to go with her, and then she was happy, and we were friends again, and blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, and they're like, none of the periphery characters are well-developed, which makes sense, but that means that you're getting 100 pages of, like, essentially a friendship story that's never meant to be a friendship story, mm. and so I would cut that down to 15 pages. So you're saying that it almost builds like the story is going to be about Bella understanding that these characters are full people and like getting to actually know them and instead she doesn't. (laughs) She drops it. Well, I don't think that's what it should be because that's not what the series is about. That's not what the book is about. No, just that that's where the first hundred pages leaves you. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. I would argue for the epilogue now, or... The, the prologue. prologue. Mm-hmm. The prologue. I would argue for the prologue now because truly, I think the prologue is the only reason I was up here for all the friend bullshit. Um, I truly wrote a note. I was like, why Why did I keep reading this? It doesn't make sense. And it's because of the prologue because you know some shit's going to go down. I do think that the to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I think what I was intrigued by in the first hundred pages, despite all the very slow yeah. side friendships, is that she does manage to set up some mystery pretty early. And like the mysterious things that Edward does are not necessarily explained by him being a vampire, but, yeah. which you already know. Yeah, but you already know that. So they're not really a mystery. But but it's mysterious, but like why, point. why, like even though I go in knowing he's a vampire, like why is he particularly intrigued by Bella? Why is he like switching out of class? Why is he? being so melodramatic about everything. That is a little bit interesting, but I think that for me... (laughs) No, but honestly, like, for me, the first hundred pages were such a slog that at that point, I sort of felt as if it didn't matter and it wasn't going to be interesting or compelling because this first section, this first, like, huge chunk of the book was not interesting and compelling, so why would the mystery be well done? And why would all of this be well done when this was boring. Were you, (laughs) by any chance, Mm -hmm. popular? No, no, not at all. Wow. Why do you ask? More intriguing. Why? Why do you ask, Mara? I feel like part of the reason I enjoyed the 100 pages where there is no plot (laughs) is that I identified with Bella, and there's a little bit of wish fulfillment you know, she's clumsy, she feels uncool, she always feels like a fish out of water, and yet, suddenly, in this new place... Five like, boys ask her out. Yeah, everyone <laughs> loves her, and her problem, instead of being like, no one wants to go out with me, is too many people want to go out with me. <laughs> and when you're, you know, maybe 16, 13 at summer camp, who's to say? I think that there's something, like, fun and cool... To like, oh, if only my problem were the opposite of my current problem. Right. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I was deeply uncool. Still am. And I don't know Not that true. <laughs> Fine. Deeply, you. deeply unpopular then. I was deeply unpopular. And that, it didn't feel so much wish fulfillment to me as it did as like, what? Why? Like, too unrealistic. It was too unrealistic. Yeah. And actually, there was a paragraph where I think it was, I wrote down the page number. Please dig it up. Okay, page 54 to 55 in my book. They're all the same. Hopefully yeah, the interior has never changed. Right. Um, 
it was driving to school, I distracted myself from my fear of falling and my unwanted speculations about Edward Cullen by thinking about Mike and Eric and the obvious difference in how teenage boys responded to me here. So she does touch on the strangeness of all these boys being obsessed with her when they were not before. Mm -hmm. And reading it now, I didn't pick up on that in my first read when I was 13. But in this read, I was like, oh, the editor was like, what's the deal with this? And she just like threw this paragraph in there as an explanation for it. Yeah. You see, that's interesting because I continually make the argument that there was no edit. <laughs> and like, I agree with that too, but somehow both are true in my mind. Fair. Okay, well Talia, I wanted yeah. to move on because uh, we recently saw the Twilight movie for the first time. Uh, sure did. When was that? Like December? December. I want to clarify for the listeners, that means that Talia recently saw it for the first time and she went with all of us who had seen it many times. Yes. I had seen it for the first time this time. (gasps) Yes. How did I I not realize that? Yeah. Okay, we've definitely talked about it a lot. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I knew. Yeah. So, like, this, guys, this illustrates how anti-Twilight I got. I literally never saw the movie. Wow. Until December. That means there are four more movies for you to see. <gasps> yeah, it does. Um, actually, I had seen the fourth movie. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> My senior year of high school, there was a screening through Doug Benson Interruptions. So four comedians came in and sat in the front row. Get out. And it's then hilarious. like commented throughout. <laughs> And what? It, was, it was an incredible experience. That's basically the experience you had going with us also, wasn't it? It was. It, like, it was a loud screening. It yes. was a rowdy screening. Rowdy yeah. screening. That means you're allowed to talk and like and make yell. fun of every shot. Even though, you know, there's so much to love about that stupid movie. The soundtrack. The blue tint. Oh, I love the, the blue, blue tint. tint. It's so strange. It's so, so strange. strange. It's so strange. It like totally encapsulates the like weird amount that Stephanie Meyer talks about the rain. Oh yeah. And I didn't see all the thought that went into it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we were gonna ask Talia about this. <laughs> yeah. Right. So basically, I just you know wanted to know as someone who just saw the movie very recently yeah. and also has reread the first hundred pages, like. Just walk me through your, your thoughts on watching that movie. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Holler, same. I, so when I first saw like movie posters and everything, I didn't get the whole like Robert Pattinson thing. Oh yeah, I same. get it now. Um, <laughs> it's one comment. And, <laughs> and also it was all of the special effects and the like vampire superpower things were hilarious. Because they were like, they were so deeply steeped in this very sincere and very angsty mm-hmm. movie for teenagers. Mm-hmm. But it, then it was like, he was suddenly climbing trees with her on oh, his yeah. back, like jumping from to Spider them very monkey. quickly. Spider monkey. It was really strange. And I hadn't, I'd never read that. <laughs> so I was like, what, what the fuck? fuck is going on right now? And the baseball game. The baseball game was so weird. Okay, so the baseball game actually happens, but the spider monkey doesn't. Yeah, oh that, no, that is actually happening. Um, I was also very distracted because the man who played Dr. Cullen was a nurse Jackie. <laughs> and he played also a doctor. Also a doctor. But just a very different doctor. And so I was like, nurse Jackie, what, what are you doing here? What was it like for you to find out like how the story ended? Yeah. 
What did you think like, was going to happen? Yeah, like how I, much had you absorbed ahead of time and was there anything that surprised you? Not really. I mean, it was all surprising to me a little bit because I had no idea. But honestly, I truly had never given much thought to how it ended. <laughs> right. So I wasn't... I mean, you know, they like, get together. Like I knew they got together. You know, it's a romance. I knew, yeah, I knew that they... I didn't realize just how much of a cliffhanger it ended on mm. and just how much like danger there was at the end. Okay. And not a cliffhanger so much as they have to go on the run, Got right? It. Like the amount of action surprised you. At the very end when they had to, like, they were all splitting up and Bella went back to Phoenix, something, right. and they all had to go to different you places. You don't mean the very end of the book. You mean when the plot picks up. I meant the end of the movie. They do the stuff. The they, no, they There's do stuff and stuff. come back. There's a bunch of action and danger, and then they come back. Yeah, it, they the movie prom, right? ends at prom. But right, the movie ends at prom. But the final scene is Victoria in the movie, right? Which, which is, is not not here. in the right. book. Okay, right. Technically, there's no cliffhanger. Oh, no. okay. Because the book does not end. In there was definitely like danger and something ominous at right. the end of it. And I was not. like, oh, okay. Now I yeah, would like, maybe see the next one if I liked this one, um, <laughs> which I did. I did not. <laughs> Um, I would like to say that I'm not really this negative of a person, but I am absolutely <laughs> this negative of a person. So, oh well. And I mean, also, um, it's literally your job is it's, to be critical. Yes, yes. of literature. Yes, it's true. It's the written word. It's, it's also word. our job. Yeah. Deconstruct. It's not my job. Word. Yeah. Um, For listeners, it's Melissa's job to make sure we who are critical turn in our stuff on time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. They She's never really do. Good at it. No, we know. We mm-hmm. certainly do. I, I never have met a deadline in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Deadline? Don't know where. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. Very important, highly crucial, and critical question for Talia. Team Edward or Team Jacob? Um, so I originally was Team Jacob, who I did not know existed because I right. never talked to him in the book. <laughs> right. But I saw Taylor Lautner in J14. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm Team Jacob. Of course. Um, but now I take the stance of I'm Team No One. Holler. Or That's maybe fair. maybe Mike, if <laughs> if she was into him. Because I don't think anyone should be with someone who they are not interested in. But he was, like, nice. And maybe a little annoying, but better We're than, like, the are. toxic stuff. True. So True. That reminds me, I want to go back and ask Talia really quickly, what moment in the movie got you on board with Robert Pattinson? Right? Oh. Wait, was it this movie that got you on board with It Robert? was this movie that got me on board with Robert Pattinson. Seriously? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was a specific moment. I just remember walking out being like, oh yeah, I guess he is attractive. <laughs> he has wow. good hair in the okay, first one. Okay, I definitely didn't really walk good out hair. thinking that though. Oh. Well, yeah, because his face looks terrible in this movie. Yeah, it does. Are you, like, more like, like the emo boys now than you were? Maybe. <laughs> maybe I noticed. I think also my impression of him was so colored by... Blue. blue. <laughs> it was blue. so colored by, like, the description of him. Right. Where it was, like, he was sickly and pale and sparkly <laughs> and super handsome. Yep. And I was like, what? what? No. Like, those don't go together. But yes, I do. But then I saw him and I was like, oh, okay. Like, the cheekbones, the hair. Yeah. Also, his voice is great. Um, yeah, and that's really what... Follow-up? 
follow-up question to that. Mm-hmm. I want to know what do you think is a legitimately good aspect of that movie that you can't undercut, like, oh, it was so so bad, it was good. I actually thought that the movie did a really good place of giving us a feel for the setting. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of panoramic views of, like, Washington State and, like, really lush forests. Which is what that was Stephanie nice. is best at. Um, I don't know best. I know best. But she, she gets she, there once in a while. But I don't know. Because you didn't make it to the beach, and, like, that oh. we discussed... We discussed how, like, that's one of the best atmospheric parts of it. And I do think, like, one thing that this book really hits is, like, aesthetic. Like, hashtag aesthetic. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Which the movie did also. Yes. 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 Thank you, Catherine Hardwick. (laughs) Um, And finally, so you also didn't get to this part because you didn't get very far. And I don't know if you picked this up from the movie. But vampires generally have some special power uh, once they become vampires. Yeah. And (laughs) it's... Like, somehow related to something that they were good at in life that kind of, like, transforms into their, like, special power. Huh. So, it's as a- you know, Edward can read minds. Yes. Uh, Alice can see the visions of the future, stuff like that. Right. It's a little unclear if every vampire gets one or not. They might say, like, at one point they're like, Esme brought her compassion. And She's like, just so loving as yeah. a vampire. <laughs> Which is like, okay, so she didn't get a power. Right. But what would your power be? Yeah. Um, as close to flying as possible. <laughs> Are you really I good know. at jumping? No. <laughs> it doesn't go with any of my skills. But I just want it. I want to be able to fly. <laughs> wow. All right. I mean, I could see, you could do like, I can easily see like Superman type jumps that are like yes. almost flying. But yeah. that's already what that's already vampires a thing that can do. Yeah. She'd be extra good at it. I'd be the best flyer ever. You know what? If Esme can bring her compassion, we'll give you that. Yeah. Congrats. I would, I would not want compassion for my superpower. <laughs> like, I believe myself to be a very empathetic person, but that's not a superpower. You're right. It's you not. I don't know. Compassion can change the world. But do we want wow. more in ourselves? Yeah, I mean, I yes. That sounds like too much. <laughs> Talia, do you have any final thoughts about Twilight? That you um, need us to know. Any final thoughts about Twilight? I don't know. I guess this whole experience really just made me think that I am not actually as much of a hater as I thought I was. Yes! And I don't, to be clear, I don't like it. <laughs> but That's why we had you on. Yes, yeah. Um, but I don't think that, I think I got so wrapped up in the like, Twilight sucks. Yeah. And Twilight does suck. But the same way that a lot of novels suck. And a lot of things that suck that people care a lot about. Yeah. We're anti-hating on things now. Oh. We're Sorry. Pro- <laughs> we're, we're a podcast that both hates and admires. Yes. It's, it's complicated. True. It's very complicated. You need nuance. Do you have anything you want to plug? Any social media? Any projects? Oh, um... You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Talia Seidenfeld. I think I've tweeted three times. <laughs> I'm very new to it, so. They're all good tweets, so yeah. go follow Talia. Thank yeah. you. And that's really it. We can put your handle in the show notes. Um, okay, anyway, thanks for joining us, Talia. Don't miss our regular episodes where we are rereading and discussing the first book. Email us with questions or comments at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Insta and twilightphasepodcast.tumblr.com. 
Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't feel us. Audio editing by Meyer Merlet. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme mo- music is written and performed by Adrian Warren. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thank you for having me. Of course. I love you. We love oh. you so much. <laughs> I love you. We'll be back next week, and if you don't like that, you can bite me. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm gonna record it just one more time just in case. But maybe I we'll think it might be good with a laugh. <laughs> we'll see. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, <laughs> you can bite me. We'll be back next week. <laughs> I didn't do it. Okay. We'll be back next week. And if you don't like it, you can bite me. <laughs> Bye.